right, it is time for It's Music Right Meow. Post-apocalyptic version. <laughs> Sadie, hey, how, the, how the hell are you? Uh, happy, happy almost August. Happy seven seven months into uh, finishing up the seventh month of 2020. Uh, how are you doing? It hurts. It hurts. <laughs> mama, mama, make it stop. Make the 2020 stop. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a funny thing on Twitter the other day. Um, I, sh- I think I shared it in my stories too. Someone tweeted something like, um, uh, "I think we all misunderstood the phrase hindsight is twenty twenty. Mm. Like that is actually like a warning from the future." I just saw that like an hour ago. <laughs> so that was hilarious. It's like, oh god, <laughs> what a what a year. Here it is, and my my side of life. Um, I've been trapped in Hong Kong now for um, you know six months, whatever. Trapped. And I love uh, it. now we are having our third wave of infections here. No. We have now, I mean, granted, our infection waves are much more than your waves. Our waves are about 100 to 150 a day, which is still not great, you know, because we were doing so good for so long. Um, and they were trying to figure out why there's some, like, what's going on and why people are, are getting infected and, like, what's causing it. We think uh, it looks like it's like some apartment buildings and stuff like that and maybe some super spreaders, but. Uh, here it is, wave three, and we're starting to clamp back down and shut things back up a little bit because Hong Kong can do that. But that's nothing compared to my home state and your uh, what? Do you, what? It's not your home state. What do you call your my new state? Your new state. Your our our home state and your new state of Florida and California. Holy shiitake mushrooms! What the fuck nuggets is going on over there? Oh, oh, it's super simple. What's <laughs> going on? So yeah, like death, death and destruction. But then I spent. Uh, all day building uh accessories to our extended patio that goes out into the street and uh convincing <laughs> the Lord's you know <laughs> you know other members and staff members to sign a petition to close our entire street down so that we can just have the whole street be a bar so that oh, wow. we can stay inside but people can still party on so yeah <sighs> so i did string lights and we uh put a bunch of plywood around water barricades and the solution in los angeles is to turn it into new orleans where everybody just sits outside yeah yeah oh yeah (laughs) super fun in the street yeah we're like hanging lights over uh you know from our normal patio to the other patio and people are walking under it they're like wow this is like vegas i'm like yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay Uh, you're walking (laughs) under a light Go home. Like, Go home. Have you been to Vegas? <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. So it's it's hard. It's it's hard to like deal. Like you know, we I go through many emotions, and you go through phases of like sadness and depression. You go through phases of anger and frustration. I think for me, the hardest part, you know, is more since I'm way over here is emotionally like you just like for me i'm not as affected by all the stuff going on over there between black lives matter protests still happening out there and the crazy federal uh uh uh, um, soldiers and stuff coming into the streets plus all the, the the virus craziness for me it's just a matter of like i wake up every day and i see nothing but just horrible horrible news every day it's like i wake up every day to horrible news and it's just like <laughs> you know and, and you know my family you you know eve you know everybody is they're there and you're just like it's 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 
immensely it's overwhelming and you don't and you feel helpless and hopeless and but it's uh but at least uh we're staying in touch you me um eve you know mom and everybody and we're all and everybody's good and safe and doing you know okay but like oh yeah geez what a what a disaster i just i can't even this uh, yeah i mean <laughs> um you know mom mom and i officially postponed uh flights to see eve in florida because i'm terrified to good. go to florida yeah and uh i can't i haven't no even called right eve yet because i'm too sad i can't i can't no, even talk to her <laughs> it's the right thing to do it's the right thing to do yeah you know no flying right now no nothing yeah for any people who don't know and who are listening our our, our fan uh eve is my our other daughter my sister so, my other daughter <laughs> my 21 year old sister who i haven't seen since december and it's really yeah, hard it's all jacked up it's crazy i mean you know but, people are missing people are missing out on on a lot and it's just it's just hard for everybody no matter what i mean yeah. You know, people are missing graduations, like final dances, weddings, like all the stuff. And, and then, you know, on the other hand, like people are dying from the police and yeah. the government I mean, it's, has, is just not then, here to help us at all. <laughs> everything's going to hell. Industries are uh, completely falling apart, yep. you know, in our, and, and I mean, things are going bankrupt. And, and then to, to turn it into music a little bit, you know, music artists who have, who try to pivot into like things like YouTube and live streams and all these great things, which is really wonderful for a while. You know, because it like, yeah, people were energized and wanted to help out. So back in March and in April, sure, like people would tune in and, yeah, it was and like probably were tipping. Everyone and, and their mother was live for a month straight. I, but now, I mean, it's like, Forget I it. think th- there's a pandemic f- fatigue setting in that where people just like, I think it's, I think people just like, I, I there's a sense of, of like, what what's the point? Nothing's helped. Nothing's been any good. And everybody's kind of just, there's a weird feeling happening right now like it's funny because well not funny but like it's crazy how like you know early on when the numbers were small back in the beginning we all freaked out but now the numbers are huge and people freak out less and it's just like it's just it's a mental wears you down like it just mm-hmm. become numb to other numbers and everything and just like i and you feel useless and so people just want to go back outside and drink and and watch the world burn i guess because yeah nothing else to do and listen to music. Yeah, spoken like a true millennial. <laughs> if I die, I die. Just so it's me a beer and a trip. I have been listening to a, a lot of music. <laughs> <laughs> That's been saving me is just like lots and lots and lots of making music, listening to music, you know, and just like exploring music, old music, new music. There's so many albums out, so many fun things to listen to. And I just been kind of burying myself in as much music as I could. And um, it's that's helped a lot. You know, there's tons of great stuff out there still happening. Thank goodness. Um, but and I not to pivot too early into the album of the um, mm. well, I shouldn't say the week the album of the episode the album of the month. <laughs> but about a month ago, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I work you weekends assigned, now. Okay, it's hard. We both I have know, jobs. You don't just work stupid. weekends. You work weekends to like three in the morning. We used to both not have jobs. <laughs> it was more fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh man let me just hit play we'll let we'll let all right <sighs> this is jesse reyes right. do you love her i should have fucked your friends <laughs> <laughs> surprise dad <laughs> oh oh my goodness that was so good this is jesse reyes do you love her? It's just, I should have fucked for friends. <laughs> oh, okay. Jesus. <laughs> Hello. Um, 
<laughs> okay, as Sadie mentioned, album album of the episode, as we mentioned last episode, <laughs> is Jesse Reyes's. The album is called "Before Love Came to Kill Us," and it felt that felt really appropriate for a title in hindsight now. But um, poor thing, she released it like it with the release date was planned in March for like months. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's release dates are all jacked up especially if you're like in movies where you actually have to be on the screen or whatever like a lot of people are able to do some really great stuff at home and you can also do things like in your own studios and then like pass them around to different people for engineering and mastering and stuff like that but uh a lot less like in studio like collaborating these days but yep. you know people are still able to make music which is pretty beautiful thank goodness thank goodness if we didn't have music i don't know what the fuck we'd have but, alright, so I closed the window that had all the information about her. Alright, so uh, this much I remember. Jesse Reyes is a Canadian mm-hmm. R&B artist. Um, I think this is their first full album, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, well, she has Kiddo. Okay, oh, see, I'm going to open everything back up now because I already lost everything. Yeah. <laughs> so here we go. Okay. Canadian singer-songwriter. She had a, a single called Figures back in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this was her only studio album, I believe. Really? So Kiddo no, wasn't a studio album? I guess not. I guess it's a Kiddo tour? I don't... Damn. What's what's missing here? Kiddo... Maybe it was like an EP? Maybe it was yeah, it's an, an EP. EP. So, so Kiddo was just an EP. All oh, right, so, okay. So here you go. You have someone who had a, a fucking EP... And then now it has an album, and now they're huge. Like, don't, doesn't that just make you feel great? <laughs> hey, remember what I told you last time? I've been watching this from the beginning. I see it It happened for a reason. It's not like, oh, here's an EP and blah, blah, blah. It was like, dude, it took a while. But, it, that but song, a Canadian to boot, that's extra hard. Like, it's crossing the border is a tricky thing to do. Even in 2020, oh, even, yeah. in the 20, even these days, it's still hard to cross over the border when... when when you're a Canadian artist, even if your music is kind of, you know, American friendly, it's still very tricky to cross the border sometimes, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, and not not only that, she's, you know, she's Colombian, so she has a lot of Spanish mm-hmm. music, too, um, which is which is a whole other thing, which I think, you know, I, I think, you know, Spanish music would be even harder to break into, like, a mainstream thing for attention-wise. You know, we've got, like, yeah, only th- a couple, like... J-Lo, Shakira type mm-hmm. things and, and you know pe- I think people like Empress of and Jesse Reyes are pulling up to like n- normalize that a little bit more but I feel like it yeah. creates even a bigger challenge to, to break it there's, you know there was um, one actually I listened to yesterday completely by by chance by Fluke it just po- a song popped on my head why, why don't um, All Good Things Come to an End by Nelly Furtado oh I love so Nelly I end up tossing on that whole album um, called Loose and let me go ahead and put a song over there first. I, I put Nelly Furtado on my bartending playlist. <laughs> yeah, this song kicks ass. And this, this whole album mostly holds up so well. Oh, yeah, mostly. <laughs> let's just, let me get this go for one second and just kind of get some groove going. One, two, three, and four. Okay, wow. I had to do that. So good, good. connection. So good. I never even thought of that. Now the album is really good. That album has got a bunch of, um, you know, Spanish uh, songs in it as well. Like no he igual, no ha I'm not even gonna try. I'm fucking that up pretty brutally. <laughs> <laughs> I just offended half the country. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So yeah, you had people like, 
you know, you had Shakira, you have all these other ones out there kind of bringing it into the world, but then a Canadian thing is really hard, but on the plus side, Canada tends to be really you know, progressive in the sense that it does um, offer a lot of support for music artists out there, and they, there's also money and different things that they can offer a lot of people. I don't know if she took advantage of it or not, but like a lot of, um, there's like ways to be supported in Canada, and in Canada you have a better chance of getting on the radio, um, right? because I think the competition is a little bit tougher and they have to play a lot of Canadian music, which is great. But on the plus side, she was able to get discovered, I guess, and then um, they, uh, she was able to cross over here, and that EP Kiddo really like really kicked in for her, and she kicked some ass. And then next thing you know, she has an album out, and holy shit, um, you have a lot of people showing up on this album who like, like fucking uh, black, um, six black, six black black, and uh, fucking Eminem. Eminem shows up on the album, and it's like, what? <laughs> what? How did that happen? Yeah, that's amazing. So, uh, fun fact, I don't think we reviewed Eminem's last album. No, no. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't. I'm an Eminem fan. Um, I, no, I thought it was okay. You. I thought I thought there were some really good songs and there were some really bad songs. But Eminem saw Jesse Reyes on some video or whatever and was like, "Who the fuck is this? I have to know this girl." She got two songs on Eminem's last record. What? Yeah, and like four months before that, she was doing. Uh, like videoed interviews with Gary V, who's that giant influencer type person. Um, she had met Six Lack. Like, she was. I'll take your word on that. <laughs> no, it's true. Um, I have no idea who the fuck that is. <laughs> you know, and uh, and like, peop- big people were becoming fans of her. You know what I mean? Like, Billie Eilish was a fan of her. Like, all of these rappers were fans of her. Like, people, like the big people, were discovering her all of a sudden. So. From her EP, from Kid. Yeah. Yeah, and Kiddo's really, really, really good. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I said, when I when when I discovered her, when I first listened to her, before you go on, one sec, one sec. Let's let's hear this. This is fuck it from Kiddo. You gotta let it go a minute in, okay? All right. (laughs) I love it. Fuck. And then you hear footsteps. Put the keys down. And the filter comes over the beat. And it swells. I crashed your, your corvette. I heard you bitching. Are you done yet? I didn't mean to. I wasn't drinking. But I talked to your ex that said that you've been affectionate. Fuck it. You're lucky I didn't roll it. You're lucky I didn't blow your brains out. Fuck it. Oh. Remember back when I told you Blah. that I'm a local Colombian now. Fuck it. Roses and whiskey. I bet that you'll miss me, no doubt. Fuck it. I can see. I can see. It's like there's a, a minimalist kind of thing that we've talked about before with like fka twigs and stuff like that where it's like this kind of this it's going it's not doing the rules it's kind of like we're stripping shit out you know mm-hmm. and yet it's like still kind of the rules yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but not I mean, really you know it's she's so still, 
it's not like like the stuff they're using the tools aren't original but you know there's a lot of like the blats and the different repeats and shit like that but like still exactly. it's like, it feels like they did they made something and they're like okay what can we delete they started deleting a bunch of stuff <laughs> yeah i mean the rhythm of her delivery is familiar you know yeah very so cool is there like what was what was her big song off the album is there a i guess uh Figures. Um, honestly, she's figures been rolling on figures for a while. Oh, I've heard this. Mm-hmm. Yep. I gave you right to die and you gave oh my god, this song gives me so much more context of the rest of the album. Mm-hmm. It's the, it's to, the to backbone the album, of I mean. her. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Do you get it now? <laughs> Well, all right. So, all right. So, before love came to kill us, all caps. Um, I liked it. I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. And the, the songs I liked the most were the songs that had that kind of fifties, you know, vibe going on. The fifties R and B vibe, like you know, Intruders and La Memoria and stuff like that. You know, so like those are the songs that kind of worked better for me than the ones where. Uh, what was like the one I didn't like? Um, I really didn't like ankles. Oh, you didn't? <laughs> nah, it was just like, you know, all these bitches can't get to my ankles, and you're like, oh, okay. Fight just to fuck, just to fight again. World War Three, just to fight and. I feel like she already hit that shock factor with the first song, and then it was repeated. With the fuck it song, or do you love her song? With do you love her? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Immediately, it's like, I should have fucked your friends. And then she's, you know, does it again. The same, yeah. like, impact thing again. And you're like, meh, okay. I, I like the hook of that song, but it takes me a while to get into it. And, and I completely agree with you. There were songs that I really, really liked, and there were songs that I just really didn't like. Like, I thought the song with yeah. Eminem was just weak. I thought... You thought it was weak? Yeah, I thought it was... All right, let me put that one on here because Eminem's a. All right, so this one again. That's there's that fifties thing, right? That fifties R and B blues whatever thing. I loved the pre-chorus, which is coming up soon. Let me go and oh yeah. A smidge. Maybe I did it right. On. Yeah, it's coming up. There it is. That bass. All right, really nice, but then later on you got this bullshit. Yeah, like what the hell? It ruins it for me. And then he has to quote his own song from Hold on, Rihanna. I can't hear you. The, let me turn it down here. One sec. Okay. So what'd you say? Well, he quotes his own like other hit from Rihanna, which is like. Oh, he did. Yeah, love the way you lie. Oh, oh I didn't know that's what that was. <laughs> I just. Well, that's I, a... I I I struggle oh. with Eminem. I I I struggle with Kanye. I struggle with Eminem. I struggle with a lot of that. <laughs> you know. It's a lot. You know, I'm not gonna say too many things, but like you know, I struggle with their. Not it's not even musically. Musically, I think they're both fine. You know, I just struggle with usually with the message of a lot of them. Are just like, ugh, just 
the misogyny and the silliness. I'm just like, I can't like deal half the time. And then now with Kanye finding Jesus and shit, I'm just like, no, I really can't deal with your bullshit. <laughs> I just like, can't deal with yeah. you know, hyper-Christian, misogynistic, uh, anti-abortion. Sh- I, all right, I'm done. I'm out. I'm out. Please stop. Please. <laughs> I was never in, but now I'm really out. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is my problem with the album is like, there were songs that I really, really, really loved. Like, I really loved um, Imported with Black. Mm-hmm. I think Black is fantastic. And I think Black is brings a lot to the R&B world, the alternative R&B world. And then them together was, like, a really nice, like, mix. Mm-hmm. You know, his his verses were really cool. He's like, people call me Black, people call me Six Lack, and I don't care. My name is Black, and sometimes people call me Six Lack. I don't mind because they stubborn in my bank And it was just, like... You know, and the the chorus is really nice, and I mean, it's like that shit. And then the next song with La Memoria, which is Latina, uh, Hispanic uh, words. They're really nice, really cool. I like it started. I like the chords and the keys. And the vocal effects. Los consejos de mi madre no me dejan, no me Very dejan. Nice. Y yo no veo la hora. But the song that I I think like at first now in hindsight I I think I if I'd known the earlier stuff I probably would have been more into it was Kill Us. Yeah. Because Kill Us Again we're back in that fifties you know, R and B thing. Love you in the worst way. You knock me down like a heavyweight. And I was like, uh, this feels a little contrived. You know, it feels a little fake. Yeah. And forced. But then now I'm listening to figures and you're like, oh. <laughs> Maybe it's not. Maybe that's just her jam. <laughs> But like, what, 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 what you last time we talked, you said Jesse Reyes like really wasn't a big, a big inspiration for you. So, what drew you to Jesse Reyes? Um. Well, honestly, I felt like the the Kiddo album was it. It just felt like it was her say, you know. It felt like there wasn't other hands involved until they needed to be involved, and it felt very authentic. Um, mm. And I struggled a lot with this album. Like her first singles that she came out with, I hated them. And then which one was the first one? Uh, I think it was the title track before "Love Came to Kill uh. Us." Um, and it felt contrived. Like I, I completely agree. It felt like, oh, you made it to label land. You know, now you have writers. Now you have yeah. this, and now it's this way. And it felt safe, and that's kind of scary to me but then when I listened to the whole album in context it was like okay I get it and then with other songs I felt like she was trying to do copies of songs that worked on kiddo so for example Mm. the song dope uh, which is just like a chaotic thing I feel like was a mimic of the yes I feel like this was a mimic of oh wait so Okay. Okay. So stop okay, it. So so put on. <laughs> so go to go to her kiddo album and put on Blue Ribbon. Okay. All right. I'm gonna go to Blue Ribbon here. Kiddo album. All right. Yeah. Oh. This song slaps. 
<laughs> Slaps. Ready? Yeah. Dope. Ready? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Music makes you lose control. Right? <laughs> oh, is this some Missy Elliott right here? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, this is like, this is straight up Missy Elliott, like, inspoed, like, fuck, alternative, aggressive. Oh, yeah. And it whatever, changes. Dance, it changes something, like something. three times. It's so freaking really? cool. Yeah, and then and then Dope was like, oh, well, like, you know, Blue Ribbon works, so let's do it again, but let's do it with, like, a, you know, other people. And and it just felt, yeah, if, that's a you know, eh. I was kind of disappointed, you know? I Yeah, I struggle with this album, I'll be honest with you. So when I put it on the first time, I, the first song is fine, like, Do You Love Her is fine. And it was like, I like the words, like, okay, she's kind of badass, okay, you know, I fucked all those girls, like, all right, cool, cool, cool. And then Def comes on, and I, that one, it was hard for me to get through it. And like, this turned me off for the album for a while. Oh, this is my like, favorite uh, song on the album. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> this is why I like her. <laughs> it's so obnoxious, you know. <laughs> it is. It's very obnoxious. And I guess that's the thing. If you either like the obnoxiousness and you're like, yeah, bitches, or you're like, or you're like the obnoxious, like, okay, next. <laughs> Please stop. Death does not work good over like shitty speakers. This is not an album for shitty speakers. If you're busting this thing on like a fucking laptop or like your iPhone or over a TV that doesn't have like nice sound or whatever, this is not that album. Oh, it's yeah. just horrible. But I horrible live in Long Beach, album. the land of shitty speakers, so <laughs> but put on some nice <laughs> headphones, put on some cans and put this thing on and then you get the depth and the bass and the sounds and the this and the that and the album gets a significantly better. This is definitely meant to be loud and full volumed and everything like oh, that. Yeah. Like it's definitely not yeah, it's not meant to be tinny and listen to your iPhone. But with that being said, you know, it's it is an aggressive album and there are parts of it that you're just like there I can be in the mood for it. You know, I can be in the mood for like burp, 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 you know, it's like there are times where it's like I just, I just there's too much anxiety in the world, <laughs> there's too much unrest. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> there's a pandemic. It, going. It's on my running playlist, Jessie, and that's it. Jesse, there's a pandemic going on. I can't deal with this shit right now. Yeah, she didn't know that. <laughs> you know, God. Damn it, Jesse. It's a wah, 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 wah. And he's like death and death and death. And death. <laughs> <laughs> It is, you're right. It's not. It's not Jesse's fault. It's not Jesse's fault. But hey, it's a headspace, though. Gosh, you know, you it's kind of like you miss a tour with Billie Eilish because of a global <laughs> pandemic from a, just. An, I'm sorry, oh, was that her? Was that Jesse? And yeah, I would be like, yeah, write the whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> yeah, she was. She was the. Yeah, she was the support for Billie's world tour. Poor thing. That sucks. Really I mean, granted, sucks. She's got. She's obviously made good friends. She's obviously got the right connections. She's obviously She'll not okay. going anywhere anytime soon unless she absolutely bombs the next album or something like that. Says something but, uh, stupid. 
So Reyes is she's she should be good to go, you know. But like, still, that does suck to like you're you're tied up to the number one artist in the world at the moment before a pandemic, and you can't, uh, <laughs> and you suddenly can't do it. That would that would kind That's of like the worst suck. luck ever. Because the touring is everything. Because suddenly you get all these Billie Eilish kids who discover you who have no idea who Jesse Ray is, and then you know because they're yeah, all they're like, 12. Like, kids and stuff. Yeah, because they're twelve. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're like, whoa, whoa and they're like, I fucked your bitch. Yeah. And you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Mama, did they just say they'd fuck your bitches? <laughs> oh no, honey, we don't say that word. Okay, now here comes the Billie Eilishes. I don't know. I was a kid when I listened to Cleaning Out My Closet. You know, from Eminem. <laughs> I remember. I had this CD for some reason. From F- yes, F- but this- FYE, FYE, I think Jesse. <laughs> I think Jesse Reyes though definitely is very um, Gen Z friendly. And, you know, the music is definitely in your face. It's bold. It's brash. And I feel like the, you know, that that genre's definitely got like the, you know, they're kind of in your face about stuff. And you know, so I can definitely see how it would work really well in that kind of like what's that one artist I'm always thinking of um, who's also very Gen Z friendly that I really, 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 really love. And I'm, I'm stretching out my words to make it where i can find the thing and i won't be able to find it in time i'm gonna help i don't want to oh here here we go this is tira whack i have never heard that name before well you're in luck the song's about the album is about 15 songs long and the album is literally 15 minutes long (laughs) that seems gen z friendly this ship he won't sail Let's believe I'm gonna sail. If I just I'll tell you what, we'll play the whole song. I'm ahead of your tails. Red paint on my nails. Keep shit to myself. Listen to myself. Song's over half, it's halfway over. Myself. Oh my god. Right next to my Why do I try so hard? I'm like getting old. For my hell. Oh, rope stopper. Some stopper. Yes, I've changed like whales. I'm doing so well. So I say, oh well. Almost over. Should have spent time in yell. Bitch, shut up, don't yell. Air boy, take this L. Okay, next song. Oh <laughs> my god, shut up. No. Let's play I this song from her album called Whack Road called Fuck Off. Well, honey, I've been so sick, so sad. Whenever I'm happy, it makes you mad. I hope your ass breaks out in a rash. You remind me. Oh. Are you serious? <laughs> what the fuck is this? Well, honey, I've been so sick, so sad. Whenever I'm happy, it makes you mad. I hope your ass breaks out in a rash. You remind me of my dead beat dad. You wrote, you ain't no good for me at all. I wrote this cause I feel ten feet tall. I know you don't ever want to see me ball. Ice cold in the coat, baby, I won't thaw. Okay, baby, I'm gonna be alright. No way. You ain't even my entire Olay, did me dirty, ain't leave no words No way, tell the truth, won't believe no lies But ways, I was blind, ain't seen no signs Okay, baby, I'm gonna That's it You've contributed song. more songs to my nightmares <laughs> This, the whole album is 15 songs long And it's 15 minutes long oh Each God. song is one minute, is one minute long and they're just like some are like you wish they were like an hour long they're so good and other ones are like that which are like kind of bizarro and just like Jeez. anyway um it's there's a brashness and a ridiculousness and an over the topness which i really feel like a lot of it comes from 
with Jesse Reyes, especially. A lot of it comes from, I think, the whole Missy Elliott world, where it's like Missy Elliott was like doing really weird stuff, pulling things in, pulling things out, playing with sound effects and being like brash, obnoxious and over the top, you know, especially considering she wasn't like a stereotypically pretty person up there. She was like being just kind of, rah, you yeah, know, and she's a queen and, of a shirt, that vibe from, preparing it. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I, get, I get a little bit of that from the Jesse Reyes stuff on her more non 50s r&b style stuff and then you, she then she flips back over to, uh, to the 50s r&b style stuff whatever and then in, and so there's there's a bit of that like duality to it that you're just like oh like where are we at which i like but i also didn't like you know it just wasn't always in the right mood for me sometimes oh yeah womp, womp. i was curious just because you know we've done like Nicki minaj and and a couple other like major major rap albums how you would feel yeah, about this i one. love the Nicki minaj album. i know you do so I, I was like if you love the Nicki minaj album i wonder how you'd feel about this and I'm i was so like i like there was a couple <laughs> times where i wanted to give you this album and i chickened out oh good. you never need a chicken out look even look here's the deal like kanye west for example that's a good is probably the best example in the world the dude has an album supposedly coming out i don't know we don't know the fuck's going on with that guy but like he just like pretended an album's coming out this week um called dondez or something like that i don't know everybody in twitter land who likes kanye still whoever's left of that was all like Arr! you know but then nothing happened but like if he comes out and you want to assign it for our, our podcast boom let's do it i mean you like, did listen it. to kids see ghosts I did listen to Kitsy Ghost, and you maybe listened to a Kanye song, and I liked it. So there you go. <laughs> 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 All right. So what are you going to give this album? What's the rating? I am giving uh, one of my favorite artists a B. I'm giving her a B. It didn't hit all the way home for me, and I have a very hard time listening to it all the way through. Well, I have to be meaner and go over like a. E-minus. Do you even? Do you, have you even given it? You can give her D. I mean, do we give people no. D's here? How many F's have we given? I don't know. The songs I like, I really like. Right, they're really. And good. the songs I don't like, I really hate. <laughs> so it's like, it's legitimate. Like some, I, some of the album is an F for me, and some of the album is a A for me. So I'm just like, all right, I'll split the difference in B. But because there is that, like, you have to pay attention and move around to listen to the ones you want to get there. I, I, I knocked it a notch more to be like a C minus. Because, yeah. I mean, I liked, I liked the songs I liked, I really liked. And then songs that I, I didn't, I just, I mean, I think I would love, like, to, I think Imported is still probably one of my favorite ones on the track, on the album. Oh, yay. Um, Figures is great, you know, and, um, and now in hindsight kill us is really nice <laughs> now that i know it's kind of her style <laughs> okay you know but then some of them are just like i can't you know i can't i, I have a question for you so in comparison to the mike posner record that i gave you oh. where you felt like you didn't know who mike posner was and maybe in context you would have understood it better do you feel the same way about the Jesse Reyes thing, where for like a yeah. for a newcomer, it's a lot harder to get behind than someone who's been following from the beginning. Yes, yes, absolutely. There's definitely context plays a big role in music, right? Like, so it can work in many ways. You know, there are definitely artists that you love, and then you're like the expectations because of the context and the history and everything and the emotion behind it can set the bar so high that some of your favorite artists have a tendency to disappoint you. 
And you have other artists like who you don't know about and they can blow you out of the water because you don't know anything about them. And then also can work out against your favor where like someone comes in and it's something you're just not ready for or list or used to and it's and it's like more of a what the fuck. But without the context behind it, you like it's the same with all art, right? Like you look at Oh, what's recently? Oh, when we were down in last time we were in Florida, right? Um, I went to the Dali Museum, and if you see like Salvador Dali's work, you know how he led up to what he did in surrealism. It adds a lot more interesting context to work, like his history and what he learned and where he went and what it got. They start you can see some surrealism popping up and this stuff and that stuff, and it adds like a lot of depth to the to the big crazy surrealistic paintings versus just like the ones you just know, right? right. So like context is really important, but at the same time. I also like to hear the albums in the in the in the in the vacuum of themselves. Right, sometimes, and the freshness kind of, of do what I like this album? To be. Yeah, yeah, because they're 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 their own pieces of art, right? You know, so I want to look at it and be like, on your own, do I love this? What am I, what what's going on here? Do I like it? Do I get it? Do I feel it? And you know, I think with Jesse Reyes, it's just not really hundred percent for me. Um, but maybe I should go back and give um that EP a go, kiddo a go and just kind of and maybe I just enjoy kiddo, you know, and call it a day and be happy with that, right? You know what I'm saying? Or maybe we'll just put on Nelly Furtado. <laughs> <laughs> Stick to what you know. Yeah. He's also Canadian by the way. I know that. I want to get to the chorus. We never got to the chorus earlier. Hurry up, Nelly. Oh, no. All right, here it comes. Here it comes. A long time. Pick it up now. Yeah. She's a man Oh, such a good song. Such a good song. Oh, yeah. I have uh, have Say It Right on one one of my playlists at work. Uh, Very nice. This, this, but the song that came to my head the other day was "All Good Things Come to an End." Oh yeah, that's a good one. Which is a very oh, sweet song. So good. So for our next album, I believe it is my turn. It is, and I have like three. I'm wondering what you picked. What you pick? It is my turn. I know. To pick, it's my turn I know. to pick. And I'm going to pick an album I do not want to listen to. Oh, I'm excited. I think we're going to pick the same one. Yes. Mother Truckin'. Yes. Piece of shit suckin'. Yeah. Taylor motherfucking Swift. Dad, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. With a bunch of indie artists like Bunabit and The National and all those guys. Dad, you're going to. And Jack Antonoff. It made a fucking somber something something bullshit indie album. And I don't want to listen to it. Dad, you're going to shit your pants. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. You're going to love gonna it. You are going to pick it to you, weren't you? Ah, I listened to half of it this morning, obviously, because oh, it came out like less than 24 hours ago. Or 24 hours ago now. You're going to love it. I swear to God. All right, so. I'm so excited. A friend of mine online. friend of mine online was like, um, tweeted, uh, should I listen to it? What do, you, what do you people think? Should I listen to it? And I wrote back and I was like, you know, I'm hesitant. And the reason I was hesitant is because on the surface, without knowing any, I haven't read anything, so it's just completely me guessing uh i feel like from the from an outsider looking at taylor swift 
she comes across as someone who can just pay someone and then go pre- play pretend as a as a something. She's some country artist who paid a bunch of pop producers and became a pop artist and did a bunch of pop songs and made a bunch of money. And then now she's hooking up with a bunch of indie artists to be a somber indie writer during this pandemic and tell, you know, challenging time for the, the world and whatever. So it's like it feels like from the outside again, don't don't at me that, you know, it's just like pay to pay to pay to be the actress in these movies of her albums if you will does that make sense yes and, and I, I don't know if that's the case feel that way and the answer is nope 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 okay. she's been the primary all right, writer of all of her songs and yeah they're stupid right, they're I'm... stupid hooky songs but this album you're gonna, <laughs> love. you're gonna love it it's it's i yeah i mean <sighs> dad I listened to this song, to this album, half of it, as much as I could on my 15-minute drive to Home Depot to do all this shit that I don't want to do at this bar (laughs) while my album isn't out. And it's, like, everything I, like, could have ever wanted for myself. And it's just right there. And she's 30. And she's like, yep, I'm turning 30. This is, like, the best album that I've ever written. And it's, like, so chill. (laughs) (laughs) And I hate her. All right. (laughs) You're going to like it. Okay. Fine. You're gonna like it. I mean, it. I take it. You're I take it. I take like it. You like it. You're gonna like it. <laughs> That's fine. So here, this goes back to the expectation. So I'm gonna go at this now because I I'm familiar with Taylor Swift. We've done her last album, I think, or if I'm not mistaken, we did. Um, her? And Nuh-uh. did we do Taylor? No, we did. We did. What's your face? We did the other. Um, Carrie Underwood. Really, yeah, we did Carrie Taylor Underwood. Taylor Swift hasn't <laughs> been country for like you know at least like God. <laughs> God I forgot we did carry Underwood. Holy shit, that was really... <laughs> I know, Cry Pretty was like on one of my, disc- on one of my like, um, playlists. I'm like, God, cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what I'm going to do is I want to actually, you know, because we have context with Taylor Swift. We've talked about her and stuff like that. So um, I will understand the history of the album a little bit, how it came to be, how it came to be maybe a little bit. Listen to it with a... Here's the deal, though. Because my expectations are so low for Taylor Swift... I, it, you're absolutely right. It might completely blow me out of the water, and I might be like, oh, this is my favorite album of 2020. <laughs> I mean, it's getting, it's getting fantastic reviews across the board from a lot of people. I don't know if like the indie kids have re- have reviewed them yet, like the Pitchforks and whatnot of the world, but um, but it looks like some big kids have been re- reviewing it and have really loved it. So, well, uh, here's another question. If it's legit, and if it's like an a, a emotional, deep, beautiful, indie, whatever, blah, blah, blah album, I'm very curious what the Swifty heads will, whatever they call themselves, wonder what they're going to think about it. Because, you know, they've been, on the, they've been on the journey of country pop to like pop superstar. Is this going to be like the the thing that blows their mind? Well, the Swifty heads are my age. They've got to be like, my fuck? age, right? I guess. You know what I mean? Uh, like, I think, I think the the one benefit of you know being a freaking star since you're 15 is that your fan base grows with you that's true you know what i mean is that yeah 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 they grow with you she did she did the country thing she killed it she got this attention she was like the sweet girl then you know and i i don't her as a person it took i think for me a long time to like really be a fan of her because it did feel mm-hmm. fake for a long time, and then, and then it's kind of frustrating because I'm like, dude, you just kind of like 
you kind of shit out hooks all day. Um, I mean, that's not, I mean, all right, look, all right, all right, real fast here. We're doing the episode apparently right now. All right. We're reviewing <laughs> Taylor Swift's like, new album. <laughs> shit, shitting out hooks. Like, let's be honest. All right. You can shit out hooks. I Even I can shit out some pretty, I think I, I can shit out some hooks, right? Like, it, writing a hook isn't that hard, right? I mean, like, you, you know, you can follow the rules and, and crank out, like, and work the, the chord progressions and, and, and do a hook, you know? And, and, and whoop, and then, and I think it's, it's not magical to write a hook. I think Taylor Swift has her fan base and her history behind her to kind of make those hooks more potent in the world. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She's a, she's allowed to make even a generic hook be seem more like, you know, you know, would be listened by a billion people, like where our generic hooks would not be listened to by a billion people. So like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like magic, m- music is not a magical process, right? It's not, mis- right? What do you think? Uh, I don't know. Yes and like, no. Like, what do you think? Do you think I mean, Freddie Hook is, like, that, like... Okay, th- well, let me know? ask you... Let me ask you a pin. Whistles, I don't go out. Do you think that compares I to... I don't go out. Do you, do you think... Okay, so, for me, the closest thing that that could <laughs> ever potentially compare to is Taylor Swift's Reputation album, which is, uh... I don't know if you know any of the songs on that. So, maybe, no. so maybe your homework is... <laughs> Is to listen, re-listen to Whistles, I Don't Go Out, give me some Hong Kong plays right. over on Spotify. Check out <laughs> check out uh, a couple songs, I'll send them to you. Check out a couple songs on the Reputation album, and you tell me if you feel the same way as far as the catchiness. Okay. Okay. I'll tell you what. Let's make it, let's go a little extra with this. Let's both, throughout the, for, we have some time, you know, you're me working a lot. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you won't. Maybe the shutdown. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll be talking tomorrow. Who knows? Maybe I'll just move into my car. I don't know. Fuck it. Who cares? So, whatever songs you can think of to have that you think of, you consider to be a really good hook. Okay. Whatever that means to you. Okay. All right. Th- throw it in a playlist and toss it my way, and I'll do the same thing. Okay. Whenever I can, if I yeah. hear some hooks, all right, I'll throw a hook at you. Okay. Okay. Are you gonna sing we'll hook it? Each other up. Ah. Okay. okay, and then we'll we'll no, and then we'll put it into the it's music right now playlist on spotify so then everybody can see yes. yeah we'll, we'll do a little collaborative playlisting of, of hooky hooks yes. <laughs> meow meow hooky hooks <laughs> oh boy this is good stuff all right so before i think what i'm gonna do is before we um, say goodbye i'm gonna play us out with uh, another tiara wax song this one is a big player <laughs> called hungry hippo and then, um, so until next time, this has been Aaron in Hong Kong and Sadie in Los Angeles, Los Angeles. wherever I am. And until next time, when we do Folklore by Mother Truck and Taylor Swift, <laughs> 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 here is Tear Wax, Hungry Hippo. Yeah.